When the enemy tries to attack you with lies, give him a black eye and remind him of who God says you are. Welcome to the All Up in the Bible podcast, where we are living out our faith and making the devil mad. Do you feel like you need a friend to help you along your Christian journey? Well, you don't have to face these challenges alone. Let's study. Let's grow. Let's go. Let's be all up in the Bible together. Now introducing your host, Miss Kim Sade. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the All Up in the Bible podcast. I'm so glad that you can join me. This word from God is sizzling hot, and it's about to bless your life right now. How was y'all week? I hope y'all had a great week. What is something you had to do this week that you did not want to do? For me, it was to complete my employee self-evaluation. Oh, I hate doing those because it gets so awkward when you have to sit there in front of your boss and receive feedback about your performance, especially when they're talking about the areas that you need improvement in. Anyway, I want you all to stick around until the end because I will announce the answer to the Bible trivia question from last week. Shout out to people who got the answer right and give you a new Bible trivia question. In case you didn't know, I love it when you all share your testimonies with me of what God is doing in your life. And you can do so by going to the link on the All Up in the Bible podcast page on Instagram or Facebook. Click on the link in the bio and then click on shout out, share your testimony. I will get your message and share it on this podcast if you would like for me to share it. Don't forget to follow the podcast on whatever platform that you use so that you will not miss out whenever I post new stuff. Okay, y'all, are y'all ready for the word? The topic for today is liar, liar, what lies are you believing? And today we are all up in Acts 5, 1 to 10. I want to show you some of the lies that Satan may be whispering in your ear that you should not believe. Stick around, you don't want to miss this. Acts 5, 1 to 10 is basically a story of two liars. So I'm going to start from verse 1. And the scripture reads, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. Okay, pause right here. In school, my teacher always told me, and I'm going back to first grade for a little bit, whenever you're reading and you get to a name that you can't pronounce very well, just use another name. So from here on out, I will be calling Sapphira the name Sophia instead. So anytime you hear Sophia, I'm talking about Sapphira, which is easier for me to pronounce. And feel free to do the same thing when you're reading the Bible, because these names in the Bible gets a little crazy, okay? Just don't forget what the real name is because when you're talking about somebody in the bible you're talking about like Obadiah for example and you substituted it with Marcus they 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 not gonna know who you're talking about so let's pick up from verse 2 I'm gonna read it all the way through verse 2 to 10 with his wife's full knowledge he kept back part of the money for himself but brought the rest and put it at the apostles feet then Peter said Ananias how is it that Satan has filled your heart that you lie to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, 
Is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. After reading this scripture, the first thing that you're probably thinking is, why did God kill them? He killed them on the spot for telling a lie. We all have told lies, a lie, two, 20, or 100 lies. Mm-hmm. And don't say not me, not me. I've never told a lie because you'll be lying right now, Pinocchio. Now, we all know that we shouldn't lie. But some of the things that we lie about, it'd be so, so dumb. When you say, I don't have any money, I'm broke to somebody who's asking you for money, knowing full well you just got paid that day. Am I keeping it real? Or when you say, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Well, are you though? Are you really looking forward to seeing that person? Women lie about their age, their weight. Oh, and my favorite, when you're just trying to hide the shopping bags in the trunk of your car and you have to wait until that person leaves the house to bring the shopping bags inside the house so you don't get caught. Because remember, you don't have any money. You're supposed to be broke. Man, they just a hater. I'm still ordering stuff on Amazon. And when your favorite store have a sale, Hobby Lobby, Home Goods, Macy's, forget it. I know you going shopping. And men lie about how much money they make, their height. Oh, well, I'm, I'm six feet, four inches. You ain't no six feet, four inches. You're five feet, two inches. Another one. Oh, well, I'm I'm stuck in traffic. You're not stuck in traffic. You're just late with your late self. You miss all of pastor's message and came just in time to say the benediction. So why did God kill this couple, Ananias and Sophia, for telling a lie? Done. Gone. Vanished from the face of the earth. Dead. Some people may say God is supposed to be a kind God. God is supposed to be a loving God. That's just a little bit too severe for me. But in order to fully understand why God did this, we have to go back in Bible history, right? At that particular time, Jesus already rose from the dead. And now it was up to Jesus's apostles like Peter and John to spread the gospel. There were a lot of new converts coming into the church and they were pretty excited about their new faith. But here comes Satan trying to attack the church from within. He uses two people that claim to believe in Jesus to conspire this entire lie. God didn't kill this couple for telling a lie. God killed them because of the hypocrisy and satanic influence that would have infected the church if they remained alive. This lie was Satan's way of trying to take over the church from within. And I keep saying from within, from within, because Ananias and Sophia, they were not outsiders. They were people who claimed to believe in Jesus or so, you know, it, it appears like that in the Bible. But they wanted to get credit for selling their land and giving all the money that they got for the land to the church when they really kept back some money for themselves. Now, I want you all friends to take note that it was not a requirement for them to give all their money to the church. That's why Peter said to them, wasn't the money for your disposal? Meaning that they could have done whatever they wanted to do with it. But no, got themselves in trouble, got themselves dead. 
And I just want to say Ananias and Sophia were supposed to be people that choose to live for God. They were supposed to be on God's side, just like when there is people in your life that's supposed to be on your side and who you thought were going to stick with you forever. But the people that are closest to you have failed you and it hurts. You didn't expect those people to put a knife in your back. You didn't expect them to be jealous of you and talk about you like you're a dog. You didn't expect them to kick you around when you're still down and still hemorrhaging from the trauma that you've been through. Let those people go. Let the haters go. Let the pretenders go. Let the backstabbers go. Let the liars go. Because in due time, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 verse 6, in due time, if you humble yourself, God will lift you up in honor. In God's time, God is going to recognize you and bless you in front of those same people. The three most important takeaways that we can get from Acts 5, 1 to 10 is this. Number one takeaway is that God knows your secrets. Don't ever think that God doesn't know what you're thinking and doing because he knows all things. In fact, he knows you better than how you know yourself. He knows your hurts. He knows your pain. He knows your failures. He knows how hard you try. He sees all of the efforts that you make. He sees all the efforts that you make in that relationship. And he even knows the number of hairs on your head. We don't have enough time in the world to sit and count every strand of hair on our head. We'll never get the number right anyway. We'll be like one, two, three. Okay, wait, five of them just fell out. Start over. No, he knows all things. We can never hide our sin from God. But the best news, the greatest news on earth, and this is what it's all about, is that we can get forgiveness of our sins. Wow. Instead of us dying on the spot because we told a lie, God shows us grace. Today, unlike back in the days of Ananias and Sophia, we are living in a dispensation of grace. And grace is so good, right? I love it. I love it. Grace is God pardoning us of our sins, even though we don't deserve it. Grace is forgiving somebody and giving that person another chance when you know that they're dead wrong. Grace is good. Grace is really, really good, but we must not take advantage of it because even taking advantage of grace is a sin. When you repent of your sins, when you repent because you told a lie or you were lustful or greedy or prideful, God likes to hear your repentance. Whatever your sin is, and we all sin, all of us have something that we struggle with. We shouldn't go on and keep telling lies. We shouldn't go on and keep doing that sin because we know that we have grace or just because we know that God is going to forgive us. No, true repentance is confessing your sins and not doing it again. God will never say, no, I don't forgive you. He is the only one that you can 100% count on to forgive you of any sin that you have done. It doesn't matter what the sin is. People will hold grudges when you do something wrong and they'll hold grudges for days, for months and even years. But guess what? God never holds a grudge. God is not mad at you. God is never mad at you. In Psalms 103 verse 12, it says that God throws your sins as far as the east is from the west. He extends his loving arms and waits for you to come to him. Think of it this, this way. 
Sin, it separates us from God. But forgiveness of our sins is like a bridge. And that bridge no longer separates us from him. The bridge allows us to have eternal life with Jesus. I feel that somebody listening is listening to the devil condemning you of your sins over and over again. And you need peace. And this message was for you. I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we don't pray to any other name other than the name of Jesus. Your name alone make demons tremble. Your name alone have the power to save. Father God, right now, that person, Father Jesus, who has the enemy in their ear that is condemning them. God, I pray, Jesus, that you may wrap your loving arms around them. Let them feel your love right now in Jesus name. Let them know that they are forgiven because you died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. Lord Jesus, you carried that cross on your back father jesus all the way to calvary you carried it father god just so that you can forgive us of our sins father god if we were the only person in the world you would do it all over again for us so there's no need father jesus for us to be condemning ourselves there's no need for us to feel like we have not been forgiven father jesus that person right now let them be all up in the bible let them be all up in your word so that they can know the truth about themselves so that they can know the truth about what you have done for them father jesus give them self-confidence give them peace right now in jesus name and i declare and decree that every lie that has been spoken over their life they have the victory over it they are victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. We stomp on Satan's lies. We stomp on the enemy right now. He has no control over that soul. He has no control over us in the name of Jesus. Take your child back from the enemy's lies in Jesus name. And I declare that this person has been set free in Jesus name. Jesus Christ forgives all sins and he will never let your sins remain. Jesus Christ forgives all sins and he will never let your sins remain. Those words were spoken in my life when I was condemning myself for getting married at a very young age and then getting a divorce about a year and a half later. I never lived with my husband, not one day during our marriage. We were married on paper, but didn't actually function as a real married couple. See, what I didn't realize is that marriage is not for attraction. And just because you love a person doesn't mean that you should get married to that person. Marriage is not for attraction. Marriage is for alignment. God wants you to be aligned into a purpose-filled covenant marriage that can give him glory. So one day I was feeling down and listening to the enemy's lies telling me God is never going to forgive me of getting a divorce. And my mother came into the room and she said to me, turn the TV on to Pastor Jimmy Swagger. I didn't feel like it, but I did it anyway. And I, I didn't hear anything else other than those words. He said a lot of things, but all I heard was 
Jesus Christ forgives all sins and he will never let your sins remain. And it freed me. Oh, how it freed me. And it still frees me to this day. If Jimmy Swaggart, that pastor from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, ever gets to listen to this, this podcast, I want to let him know how much his worth free me from condemnation. I can be a little bit of a perfectionist. And so I want to be perfect for God. And when I mess up, the devil has a way of making me feel like God hates me when it's the complete opposite. God loves me and God loves you. God loves you more than you could ever know. You are the apple of his eye. And there is nothing that you can do to make God love you even more than he does. I am here to tell you that God has forgiven you. Ananias and Sophia didn't get another chance, but you get another chance. Every breath that you take is another chance. And every day that you wake up is another chance. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Forgive yourself and forgive others. And I know forgiving others, that's a really, really tough one for some people. But you have to forgive others so that God will forgive you. And I have a separate podcast about that, or I will make a separate podcast about forgiving other people later on. So go ahead and follow the podcast so that you can receive a notification when I post about that. The point here is that you don't have time to play mind games with the enemy. When you do something, oh, here he comes. You're so stupid. You did it again. You messed up again. Oh, how could God love you? You know what you need to tell the enemy? S-H-U-T-U-P, shut up. You are a liar and the father of lies. And people may lie to me, but God never lies. The lies that the enemy tries to tell you, do yourself a favor. Return to sender immediately. Return to sender. Remind the enemy of who God says you are and back it up with scripture from the Bible. You don't need a sword. You don't need a knife. You don't need a machete for all my Jamaicans. The Bible is your weapon. Whatever Satan is telling you, believe the opposite of whatever he is telling you. And I'll give you some examples. When you feel like you're losing this battle, tell him according to Psalms 34 verse 19, the Lord will deliver me from all of my afflictions. When you feel like you're being attacked for absolutely no reason, tell him according to Isaiah 54 verse 17, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper or stand. When you feel like people don't love you, yeah, but according to Romans 8 verse 39, I am loved by God. When you feel ashamed of what you did last night, according to 1 John 1 verse 9, I am forgiven. When you feel defeated, I have the victory, 1 John 5 verse 4. I don't like my body. Man, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, according to Psalms 139, verse 14. I am telling you, friends, get into the word of God. Get all up in the Bible because it is your weapon, your sword to defeat the lies that the enemy is trying to tell you. And the number two takeaway is, and I'm almost through, but the number two takeaway is that both partners, Ananias and Sophia, agreed to conspire, scheme, and plot. They were in it together. Let me ask you this question. Who are you in it together with? Be careful who you're in it together with. Watch who you're dating. Watch who you're thinking about marrying. Watch who your friends are. Because some of them, they're really not looking out for you. 
There are some people in your life who you're just going to have to love from afar. There are some friends in your life who you have let stay in your life when their friendship or so-called friendship has expired. There are some family members who have had a bad influence on your life. And just like God trying to get rid of that bad influence out of his church, you need to get rid of that bad influence out of your life. Because if you continue with them, you're going to die a spiritual death. Is the person that you're with pushing you to do good or evil? Even if you, you don't feel comfortable going to the club, right? If you don't feel comfortable going to the club and twerking, and then going to church on Sunday morning, tell them that you can't do it. Eventually, the brightness of your light will shine so brightly that it overcomes the darkness. And all the people in your life who are in that darkness will start to leave one by one. I'm sorry, but I can't sit on the phone with you gossiping, talking bad about people. I can't do it. If you're going to plot something evil, then you're going to have to do it all by yourself. I'm not going to die for this. The number three takeaway is that you need to ask God for the spirit of discernment. Because if there really truly is people in your life that is trying to bring you down in secret, then ask God to show you those people. Ask God to show you if they have bad intentions or not. Because Peter, he didn't have to ask Ananias if he was telling the truth or not. He immediately picked up on the fact that it was a lie. And he said to Ananias, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? God revealed to Peter that it was it was dishonesty and the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the lie and will separate the lie from the truth. So ask God to give you the spirit of discernment when people come into your life, if they have good intentions or it could be a situation. If you find yourself in a situation and you don't know whether you should be in that situation or not, ask God to give you discernment to know that if, if this is from God or not. The Jesus and Peter, he was able to see Ananias and Sophia for what they were, which was basically wolves in sheep's clothing, right? You have to be aware of people that come wolves in sheep's clothing. They were pretending to be somebody that they were not. They wanted influence and power and more influence and power. And because they wanted it so badly, they became deceitful. They became misleading when they should have been genuine. Beware of pretenders. Hmm. I said what? I said beware of pretenders. Beware of people who just try to be nice to you so that they can take advantage of you. Because there are people out there who pretend to be of like a higher social status. I have money, I have this, I have that. And when you look at their social media, yeah, you see them being, trying to be happy all the time. They're traveling, they're doing this, they're doing that. But in reality, behind the scenes, they're sad, they're broke, they're in debt, and they're living a lie. You don't want those type of people in your life. Okay, friends, so it's time for Bible trivia. Last week, the episode, The Boss Lady of Proverbs 31, Becoming Who God Wants You to Be, I asked you guys, how old was Jesus when he started his ministry? And the correct answer to that was C. Bible scholars believe he was 30 years old when he started his ministry. And I want to give a shout out to iJoyce Joy for getting this answer correct. Yay! <laughs> This week's Bible trivia question is, 
According to the Bible, who was the first murder victim? According to the Bible, who was the first murder victim? Was it A, Joseph? Was it B, Cain? Was it C, David? Or was it D, Abel? Friends, I hope you all have had a good time and I hope this really blessed your life. Share this message with someone who needs to hear it. And don't forget to follow the podcast and send in your testimonies using the link in the bio on the All Up In The Bible Instagram podcast page or the link on the Facebook page. Click on shout out, share testimony. Have an awesome week and don't believe the lies. As always, I love you all. Talk to you next week.